What good is a label for our cluster B? Why do we feel the need to give them a label? I'm going to explore some thoughts and ideas in this edition of My Inner Torch. We seem to spend hours and hours and so much energy putting into trying to figure out our cluster B, trying to figure out, are they, are they borderline? Are they a narcissist? Are they a psychopath? Are they histrionic? But what does it matter? And I think for me personally, it matters because maybe now I have an excuse for their behavior. Maybe now I can try to fix them. This brings out the codependent in me, the need to rescue my wife from a label. She has borderline. I can help her. Does it give us comfort to know? Does it give me comfort to know that my wife might be comorbid with MPD and BPD? All I know is that my wife doesn't love me. My wife doesn't have the capacity to do that. My wife doesn't care. And yeah, that's hurtful. It's even more hurtful when we come out of the fog. And this is why maybe we spend all the time we do listening to these podcasts to kind of, I guess, put a label on them and then it makes it better for us. Does that seem to resonate with you? Because it resonates with me. And I think as I continue to come out of the fog, I continue to be very, I become self-aware I become, I become more, I guess, well, I become more hurt by what I see because now it's not covered in layers of confusion, which it was before. And it was for almost two decades. I was always trying to figure my wife out. I was always trying to put my finger on what's wrong with her, make excuses for her, give her allowances. But at the end of the day, what does it do for me? So what if my wife is a borderline? So what if she's a narcissist? She hurts me. It doesn't change. Is borderline hurt or narcissistic hurt any different? Can we differentiate between the two? Can it make me less, make me feel less hollow every day that I wake up? And I think that I'm in a loveless marriage. That my wife never really cared for me, that this was all an act. Does it make it any better to say, well, you know what? That's okay because she's a narcissist or that's okay because she's a borderline. It doesn't make it okay at all. And I wasted years of my life trying to figure my wife out, trying to fix her, trying to make the situation better. And it's futile. It's futile. It's not going to change. And if you listen to the progression of my podcast, going all the way back to September of 2020, I believe, when I started this podcast, almost a hundred podcasts ago, you can see the progression. I can see it. You can see that when I started this podcast at the end of September in 2020, I had hope. I thought maybe I could still fix things. I could make things better. You know, but now I don't have hope. Now I see things for who and what they are. And it makes it very difficult. And maybe that's why we don't want to come out of the fog. 
Because when we come out of the fear, the obligation, and the guilt of the relationships that we are trapped in, now we have to hold ourselves accountable. And maybe we won't, maybe we don't want to do that. Maybe I don't want to say that I've wasted 21 years of my life in this relationship. But I did. And do I call it a waste? I like to think that I've grown as a person. But when I look back on 21 years, I can't honestly say that my relationship was normal. It was dysfunctional. It's disordered. It's dysregulated. You know, you've heard me talk about a triple D. It's not normal. This is not a normal marriage. This is not a normal relationship. For somebody like my wife to tell me that she can't have a personal relationship with me, what does that mean? You can't have a personal relationship with somebody you had a family with, somebody you are legally married to. What does that mean? And the problem is, is I can't turn around and say that to her because she's not normal. I can't feel safe in having a conversation. This is a big point that I make to you and to myself. Do you feel safe in your relationship? Do you feel that you can go to your cluster B and say, Hey, what you said just hurt me or Hey, that behavior really brings me down. I can't. My wife would look at me with a deer in headlights, bewildered look. Why am I saying that? You know, she'd come up with some word salad. She wouldn't sit there and say to me, I'm really sorry to hear that. I'm sorry that you hurt. I'm sorry if what I did may have hurt you. Because remember the narcissist prayer. If I did hurt you, then you deserved it. It's never their fault. And it doesn't matter whether they're a borderline or whether they're a narcissist or whether they're a psychopath. They're not going to take onus for their behaviors. It has to do with you. You are the reason. This is a running joke with my wife. We joke about it, that everything wrong in her life is my fault, including situations and things that happened before I even met her. That's why it's a joke. Obviously, that's not applicable to me. But it's the underlying current, the underlying belief and delusion that my wife holds that, yeah, pretty much everything that's wrong in her life is because of me. She can't step back and say, I had a hand in this. It's your fault. You brought it on. You made the situation happen. And I did a podcast saying, it's not you, it's the situation. And if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to it, I do encourage you to do so. Because it's not you. And because we are normal, we take those things to heart. And we look for labels. Because it makes it easier for us to digest what is going on. Oh, it's okay. It's an excuse. My wife has borderline. She's borderline. That's why she's obnoxious. That's why she hurts me on a regular basis. That's why she doesn't care. Oh, she's a narcissist. You know how narcissists are. They only care about themselves. It's okay. Well, it's not okay. And that's the theme that I've come to. And maybe you don't want to hear it, but you're listening to this podcast for a reason. You're searching for answers, or maybe you found the answers and you want to be further validated for them. I know I did. 
I would sit back and read on bpdfamily.org and all these other places and go, oh my God, I can't believe these people are putting up with this. I see constant postings in forums that deal with narcissism, with psychopaths, with borderlines. And the underlying theme is always the same. People are being hurt and they don't understand why. But I still love her. I still love him. I can't live without him. I can't live without her. Why? Why can't you? If you're being hurt, and I'm not talking physically, I'm talking mentally and emotionally, how can you stand to be in that situation day after day, year after year? How can you? That's why I posed the question to you before. Think about a year from now. Think about six months from now. Think about six years from now. Are you still going to be doing what you're doing and putting up with it? Are you still going to be living in a fantasy world, thinking that you can change that person? Or perhaps like one gentleman wrote to me and said, you know what, I have, I'm writing a screenplay. Thank you, by the way, for continuing to communicate with me. That's his escape. He's creating characters and he's living through them. And you know what? I do the same thing. I think about people and I wonder, can they be loving? You know, what does that feel like? Because I don't get that. I don't understand it. And as I've told you before in previous podcasts, that would be a turnoff to me. Somebody caring about me, genuinely caring about me in the past would have turned me off because what's there to fix? There's nothing for me to rescue. It's a turnoff. That person is settled. That person is normal. That person is reciprocal. That's a turnoff because I was wired to fix. I've got to rescue that person. If that person doesn't need rescuing, well, it's like walking past a river and nobody's drowning. They're all just sitting out there enjoying a beautiful day. That's a turnoff to me. There's got to be somebody out there who needs my help. And that's twisted in its own right. What does that say about me? And so what I've told you in previous podcasts, and I will repeat it again, it starts with you. It doesn't start with them. It starts with you. You don't have control over them. You have control over yourself, your destiny, your feelings, how you deal. This is what you have control over. You don't have control over your borderline. You don't have your control over your narcissist or psychopath. They have control over you. And it's how you deal with them, how you deal with them. You can't look to them for guidance. And you can't look to them for salvation. And you can't look to them to be who they pretended to be when you got into the relationship with them. That person never existed. That person is reserved for the next person after you. And believe me, they will reveal themselves to who they really are. And that's when the mask comes off. And folks, we all know it's hideous. It's hard. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. New episodes uploaded every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Appreciate yourself. Self-love is not narcissism. Self-love is so essential to your mental health.
believing in yourself without somebody having to believe in you, well, then you radiate that outwards. And unfortunately, people who are in the cluster B family will not respect it. They will be threatened by it because when you become strong and you become self-aware, then you have outlived your usefulness to them. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. <laughs>